Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utek. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Good Saturday morning world. It's me, Stacey Utek, again on Tales of a Traveler. Oh, I've missed you guys. Um, sorry for the lack of posting, but I have no excuse. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to be back. And I have something a little bit offbeat for you guys today. Um, I've been hesitant to post this for a while. Uh, it's a recording that I did with a couple of friends when I went on a trip to Europe back in 2020. And here's the thing. So let me kind of, let me kind of set this up for you guys. So, um, right before COVID hit, I booked a trip to Europe. Thank goodness. Um, and I remembered my dad saying it's just when COVID had started coming out in China. My dad's like, Hey, make sure you don't get COVID. And I'm like, dad, we're going to be in Europe. Little did I know that as soon as I got back a couple weeks after we returned from this trip, COVID broke out in Europe. Um, and so we had absolutely no idea. Uh, and so we do actually mention COVID in this recording, but um, it was open, safe. You know, there was no, there were no COVID um, cases in Europe when we went. But yeah, so we went in February and um, me and a couple of guys that I met in uh, BSSM at Bethel, <clears throat> um, we met up there. So my friend Cyril, he lives in Switzerland and you've heard him on my previous podcast when we talked about Cuba. And then my friend Gabriel, he is from France, but he met up with us in Switzerland, um, just for a couple of days. So the majority of the trip was spent with Cyril and we met up in Paris. We went up through, um, Belgium and the Netherlands. And then we went down to Switzerland where, um, where he's from. And we <clears throat> spent a few days there and it was just a, a beautiful, fun, amazing trip with friends. And, um, one of the things that Cyril and I started when we went to Cuba actually was we started recording our voices at the end of every day, just to talk about the day or the week, things that we were seeing and experiencing just because I do journal when I travel, but there's something with our voices being on record that feels kind of fun and we can re-listen to it and kind of just be back in that moment. Um, and so we started doing that in Cuba and maybe someday I'll post our Cuba ones cause they're really fun. Um, but we started doing that on this trip as well. And so we had multiple recordings from the European trip, but this particular recording I listen to frequently, like, because it makes me smile so big. I miss my friends it just brings me back into that moment. Um, and the reason I said I'm hesitant to post this is because it feels like it could be potentially one big inside joke. I'm not sure. <laughs> like when I listen to it, it all makes sense to me. But there's going to be some stories we tell about um, some of the adventures that we had. But it's a lot of joking around and a lot of it at my expense. So just know we love each other. Um, there's things that are said that are kind of like goofy and offbeat, but it's just like these guys' personalities. And so I just want to put out a disclaimer that <laughs> I can't be held responsible for any of the things that are said on this this little uh, recording here. But the reason I'm posting it is because it kind of provides like this raw, uncut um, experience of like how 
I am when I'm traveling, how me and my friends are when we're traveling, like the things we talk about, the things we experience together. Um, and so I hope that you kind of get a little smile out of this too. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's definitely a lot of jokes. And one of the things you'll see come through a few times is they give me a lot of a hard time because of the way that I travel. So when I travel, I'm pretty free and un- uninhibited. And I don't know that <laughs> Cyril or Gabriel were ready for that, but they know me, they love me. Um, and it's all, it's all good. But um, yeah, so enjoy, enjoy listening. Um, I hope it gives you a little, a little smirk. Um, and yeah, maybe if this goes over well, I'll post some of my, of my other recordings that I've done along the way, but enjoy. Okay, here we are. Last day in Switzerland. <laughs> Last day in Switzerland. Can you believe it? The trip is almost over. I mean, over. not for me, so... Oh, that's true. Uh, but look, we have a guest appearance. Ready? Who are you? What's your name? Hi, my name is uh, Serge. Oh, oh I am, wasn't the guest. That was yeah, the radio. I'm Serge from France. Oh, Serge. Yeah. Wow, nice to welcome. meet you. Yeah, and uh, I'm part here. of the trip. Yeah. We just met him on the side of the road. We picked yeah. him up. Yeah. That's called a homeless. Yeah. Yeah. We were just being kind, but then he was kind of cool, so we kept him. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so... Gabi Shu. Oh, he, that's he, me. He arrived yesterday morning, just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. An hour late. An hour, hour late. late. But Stacy was not ready when I arrived. Yes, I was. I was, was, like in, a I was in the bathroom. Time. Oh, what did you do in the bathroom? Putting some makeup? No, I was. I was pooping. Pooping? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I heard your voice, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta get down there." Like so I just, yeah, I like close your legs pinched it off. We all did that once in our life. Let's be honest. Just once? Yeah, just okay, once. Okay, anyway, this is way too much information. So, we went downstairs and we gave some hugs. Yeah, it, then, was, a, it was a quarter. Yeah, and then we had breakfast. What did you make us for breakfast? Um, Some self-made pancakes. like Swiss a, pancakes. What Swiss pancakes? It's just normal pancakes. Made by a Swiss man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Yeah. It was you a, pancakes? Yeah, but like they're... Just too long in the oven because Gabriel would just because I was late. Yeah, he was late. Yeah, so they, yeah, yeah, but like warm. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. not really fresh. Yeah. But like yeah. it was okay. But we put a little um chocolate. What is that chocolate you put on it? Oh, ovo maltin. Yeah, ovo maltin. And then I also set out a little tray of like chocolates and some cheese and stuff because I wanted to. Yeah. And we had a little yogurt. Do we have yogurt? Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. We had a nice breakfast, but it was mostly like nice to catch up. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we're like, we need to go do something because, you know, adventure. the sun is out. We need an adventure. Uh, and we went. You have to come closer. They're never, we're never going to hear you. Yeah, go. So here's my name. I'm going to tell you guys. Next trip, we're going to listen to that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's fun. And what I have to say is that Jesus is alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No time for preaching. Okay. Yeah, later. So we went to adventure. Where did we go? What's it called again? Uh, Beatenberg. Yeah, no, what but he said. The one question. And we need to talk about that next year. What do you think about women who is hiking in leggings? <laughs> That's a real question. That's, yeah, that, that, are, are the leggings biblical? Or like that <laughs> biblical okay, or not biblical? What do you think about women who decide um, like sneakers over hiking shoes? to yeah. go on a hike I mean there was the options like we, we just literally had like hiking oh shoes with us and I was like Stacy, just put them on like like you can you can't hike with um, sneakers like white 
Gabriel French sneakers. Yeah, but what I saw was a paved road. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, these boots are really, they were really rubbing my feet the wrong way the day before. So I was like, I'd rather be comfortable. But then we didn't know. Okay, so anyway, the point is, we were driving to this place. And first of all, no, no, no. Okay, fine. The question is simple. It's like, leggings or not leggings? <laughs> Sneakers or high, hiking boots? Oh my gosh. And Wait, the, last, the last question, really important. <laughs> It's bossy or not bossy? What? Bossy. Yeah, that's not a free question that I want the answer next year. If I don't have the answer in the in the next trip, Valentine's Day, next trip, I'm not coming. Wait a second. What do you have against leggings? What's the problem? That's a very common thing for people to wear hiking. Yeah, but like the question is like, what kind of hander would you wear under leggings? Regular. Regular. But so that means we see the hander words. Who cares? You know everyone wears underwear. It's not like a mystery. No, it's a mystery. <laughs> okay, anyway. Back to the more important things. As we... I just want to set the scene. As we were serving hiking. I, I want to set the scene because it was beautiful. Like, the day was perfect. The sun was shining. We were, like, going around these swervy roads. And there was, like, a turquoise lake with these gorgeous, like, snow-capped mountains everywhere. Little villages on the side of the hill, green grass, like, idyllic. Like, everything I wanted when I thought about coming to Switzerland. Just this beautiful backdrop, cute little towns, in the mountains. It was beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me me more about, like, the... uh, So, you said, like, the the landscape was beautiful. Who else was beautiful in this hike? Or what else was beautiful in the hike? Okay, let me tell you. Also... The German with a dog. Oh. Was that who it was? Yeah. There's some German with a dog who wasn't pleased with Cyril's driving. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, said something, he said something about the Autobahn or something. I don't know. What was he doing? What? The German? He said Autobahn. Something about the Autobahn. He said, like, we're not in the Autobahn. Yeah, we're not in the Autobahn. Anyway, he doesn't remember because he was concentrating on finding a place to park. It's fine. So, yeah. Okay, what so I wore... Oh, my gosh. This is going to be the longest. Do you, do you think that... Do you think that's rude or not rude to go in a restaurant without drinking anything two times, to go pee without asking twice, without asking any anything? I know I want to answer too. Oh my gosh, you guys have so many complaints about me. I don't really understand what the problem is. <laughs> Just never travel with me again. My gosh. I love that. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> so we hiked up to the middle station, basically. Yeah. And it was nice. It was great. My knee was hurting, but we made it. it we made beautiful. it. We trekked in the snow. It I was fall, lovely. I, I mean, and her, obviously, her, her, like Stacy, the, the moment she loved the most was she on a bench with two naked uh, guys. That on was their side. Like honestly she, the highlight of my trip. They took off their shirts halfway up and just sat on a bench to take in the sun, and I was just sitting there with my shirt on. So, um, question is it appropriate for two european men to take off their shirts in the middle of the swiss alps okay well anyway yeah there were a bunch of people sitting above us yes there were why do we have to fight on our last night together can't we just get along Okay, so we got up to the top and it was beautiful. We slipped some tea and ate some crackers and then we came down from the mountain and then what do we do after that? We we drove home. That's not important. Oh yeah, that's important. He peed 
He peed and wrote his name in the snow. Was it Gabriel or was it Gabe? I was Steve. Gross. (laughs) Did you spell it right, at least? Yeah. Okay, how did you spell it? S-T-A-C-Y. Good job. Um, So, yeah, and then we drove home. And the lake was glassy and perfect and beautiful. And then we went home and we had, like, a little night in. We made a fire. Yeah. We had some pasta. Pasta. Okay. What else? We played cards. We played no, the like, mind. Yeah, we need to talk about that because we lost. Because of- oh, okay, we lost. Because we lost yeah. because we all got too cocky. We oh, were yeah, actually yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, I, we were doing really well, and yeah. we got we had to get to ten rounds, and we had three so lives and yeah. three fl- like throwing stars. So we're like breeze. This is a breeze. We'll get through ten, and then all of a sudden we just made a bunch of mistakes, and we are dead. Yeah, so it was really the DJ, disappointing. The DJ was the problem. The DJ was definitely yeah, the problem. Was, that was the- but then we just sat around the fire and chatted, and it was cute. And then we danced what a little bit. Tiffany? Yeah, we called Tiffany. But she didn't. Call she us never back. called us back, so she I probably. Texted him to like, I texted her after, so like, why well, you didn't call us? You still like, I thought it was the night for you. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. She's out. She's totally out. She's not telling me this. Yeah, she's definitely not. She's not in. Just kidding. We love you, Tiffany. If you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe she'll come next year. Because um, Cyril actually wants to spend. The rest of his life on a desert island with her. Who said that? You said that. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. No, Gabriel's adding that. What? I love you, Tiffany. He loves you. Um. Yeah. So we played a game. Yeah. Why do you want to be an island with Tiffany? I don't know. I mean. Yesterday you said like because I can talk hours with her and I don't get bored. Um. You say um. She would turn everything into a positive. Yeah, everything would be like, oh, look, it's so great, positive, and also, you say because she's really cute. Yeah. Okay, and, and um, that is. Okay, so yeah, so we did that, then we went to bed. Oh, we did a little worship singing in Cyril's room. He played the piano, and, and we. Then he stopped because his neighbors. Oh, are they on vacation? We yeah. don't know. Still don't know. What? No, we were singing like, really loudly. Yeah. You think they're there? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. They definitely. Regardless, we were all snuggled up in yeah, our beds. But, like, they just came back. It's impossible to do this recording with you two. It's already, we're already at nine minutes and forty seconds. Oh, that's boring. Okay, so we we did a little worship around midnight, very loudly. It was great, and then we went to bed and woke up this morning, and we went to Lausanne. What do we What do we do there? Church. Gabriel's church that he's interning at this year. That's like the name of the church. It's not my church because if my church, if that would be my church, things gonna be different. Okay. Yeah, that's the who is at the end of the church? Christ, Christ alone, the cornerstone. (laughs) It's not man who is building the church. Jesus is building his church, and the real question, the real question, with virgin are you? First of all, are you virgin? That's the first question. And if you're virgin, are you the ten, the five wise? Of the same foolish. If you're the foolish, you need to have oil in your life. So receive the Holy Spirit and partner with Him together and obey, and that will create oil in your life to burn for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow, powerful. And she received like a, uh, oh, yeah. a prophecy yeah, from the German pastor. Yeah. So let, let's hear a bit. Is uh, Werner, Werner Lehmann. No, no, he was, yeah, yeah, but like he, his Swiss German was. Uh, kind of lost it. Oh, rusty. What's like rusty? 
yeah yeah but like it was so good like I was just like Gabriel and Stacy they went to the back because the Gabe translated for Stacy and I was just staying alone in the line I'm there I'm not saying like so, yeah me with me the Trinity actually the Trinity was amazing no I want to take a do I yeah hold on let me look but uh, yeah um in 9.2 kilometers um yeah so church was great but then we got to go to Gabriel's house his flat no one really didn't visit my flat he didn't go to my room this guy is rude I went to your room yeah you do oh I yeah I mean I've seen your house where was that green guitar from I didn't know you played guitar I didn't know Where did you get that from? It's a decoration. It's a decoration. Okay, maybe you should learn how to play it. Okay, he says now. Um, so, yeah, he made us a little risotto for lunch. Honestly, it was not super great. Yeah, but it was good. I thought it was fine. No, not great. You weren't impressed with your own cooking. The rice was not super great. Okay, well, now we know. I was not. It's okay. Sidia's mother is going to cook for us tonight, and it's going to be awesome. Um... Yeah, so we had lunch. It was lunch. okay, you know, like, it was feeding, but it was not like... Yeah, it filled, it filled us. It was good. I thought it was fine. Yeah, fine. But okay, great. Like, that was useful. But he's a good host. You're a good host. Yeah, you, and you drink a beer. I didn't want a beer. Oh, yeah. I know when the French offer you things, if you don't like it, you should yeah. still take it, but... Yeah. I don't like beer. Well, anyway. Anyway. And then we got to see... Joel and Guilherme. Becky. And Becky. And then the five of us, one, two, three, six of us, we went for coffee, we went to the cathedral, we went to the lake, and we stopped at their house and they made coffee for everybody but me. It was really sweet. They have a little apartment downtown. It's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Vintage-y. But the lake, I mean... I like the balcony. Yeah, the balcony is cool. You wanted a little garden. Yeah, yeah, I would like that the What did she say? Urban garden. She was like, yeah, but like it just takes a lot of time and yeah. no, but you should like do like a garden. Or just bring some plants, like Yeah. She's just lazy. They're just lazy, he says. <laughs> oh my god. It's just all about coffee. They can't like handle yeah, a garden. They can't grow any plants. Yeah. They can't grow weed. <laughs> they can grow weed? They're not in Amsterdam. Sorry. What? Kids are allowed to you can see C B D is called. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. It's less no in France it's forbidden. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Not in California. Hello. Yeah, but in California, you do everything. That's true. We can do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Yeah. So then we went to the lake, which the lake was beautiful. And the day, the perfect, I mean, it was perfect I weather. Was a, yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah, and like little snow-covered Alps everywhere surrounding huge mountains. Really beautiful water. The sun was kind of starting to set a little bit. Um, there's a sailboat. I like that. And we just walked and chatted. It was sweet. What about the... You met someone in church this morning, but you were not convinced. I met someone in church in what? You were not convinced about him. That guy? Yeah. (laughs) He was trying to introduce me and CDL to, like, Swiss... I mean, Swiss men and women. Was he? No, he 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 never introduced me to... Yeah, he didn't do his job. You know, church is not for, like... Meeting people, I guess it's it is. Not, it is. Is it? Of course. <laughs> it's for meeting Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you're Be there with. Find wife, find happiness. Okay. Well, anyway, 
Oh, look at the mountains now. Yee, we're driving and they're peeking out. They're saying bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're heading back. It's like five o'clock. We're gonna go back and tell us about what's gonna happen tonight. Tell, give us the rundown. Oh, we'll never know. You it's never a party, know. Party, Swiss we, party. Yeah, we're just gonna have raclette. That's it. Can you talk about what that is? It's like melted cheese on um, potatoes. I haven't yeah. had it. So it's gonna be, a, yeah, it's gonna be fine. And his sister and her husband's coming over. Mm-hmm. Me, Gabi Shu, Cyril, mom and dad. Yeah, you're gonna see it. It's like hard. Uh, meat and stuff like that, or just like um, mostly cheese, potatoes, and bacon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. What is it in France? So in France, first of all, you need to have like a raclette, up, the raclette, uh, whatever. But us, we eat like a lot of meat in there. And we eat like ham and, sus- and sausage and different kind of ham, a lot of charcuterie, that's called. But they don't do that too much in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. They are about cheese. As we bought, and also like some green salad. A bit of refreshing, some potatoes, and some different kind of cheese. It's good. Some onion. You can put a paprika a bit too. Whatever. We need to know something that French. France having the best food in the world. <laughs> Who says? Everyone say that. The world say that. Ask Google. Who having the who? What country having the best food in the world? People will say France. We're having the best chef all around the place. Okay, well, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I have like a question also that I want to... Who gave the Eiffel Tower to the friends? <laughs> to friends? That's also a question that I'm asking myself. Oh, Give me that. Are you and done? Stacy, I won't say, I won't say something to Stacy. Now I'm holding her hands. And she's an amazing woman of God. And uh, when I'm looking at her, I see joy all around her. It's true, she's full of adventure. She's meant to be around. And so if next next year, you, I don't know your name yet, you're going to be with us. You lucky man. You got the jackpot of your life. If what? If the guy is with us next year, he's oh, is, is the lucky man. He got the jackpot. He got like the the 10 million jackpot. But the thing is that your life will never be bored again. That's bored again. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I let him know. Yeah, let him know the size of the rings. Don't bring the rings too early, but still bring it at one point. <laughs> don't just do like dating. We done with dating. Seal and me, we try it with a success. So don't we don't go for dating anymore. No? We want like we want rings. We want kisses. We want like you know we want the full program. We don't want just like handshake and coffee. We want like hotel, queen bed. We want the full portion. You know what I mean? So bring it all or don't bring it at all. Okay. That it. Okay, that was really good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You need to know. So sweet. Okay, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts about our trip or anything? You missed the... You missed the... The stuff, no? It's right here. It was cold. No, no. Yeah, but you go like, I was crazy. On the navigation, no? Oh, the navigation. No, I'm still... No, 22 kilometers. That's good. Okay. 
Do you have any closing thoughts about anything? Nobody can shoot me a hug, man. Like, why are you doing? Oh, my God. No, no, but just do it with no one. Like, you in the middle. Yeah, just like that. You're like, oh, my gosh. I can't take these guys anywhere. No, but it's like... We had such a sweet moment just two minutes ago. Yeah. Now you're angry. So, my final thoughts. I would say... It's always fun to travel with Stacy. You're actually, yeah, you're fear of person and like you're not gonna be ashamed anymore of, yeah, of anything, anything <laughs> if you travel with her. So yeah, yeah. this doesn't have to be about me. She's breaking fear of men. Yeah, fear of men is just get like out, get out, get out. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just yeah, it's breaking oh, off a lot of breaking things. Over you. Yeah. Okay, but what was your favorite part of this trip? Now that we've done oh the favorite whole thing. part, yeah. It was the oh I can't say that with a French guy in it's the Friday night my back Friday night you remember in, in Buffalo sometimes we do like Friday night trike <laughs> and Cyril and Stacy they do like Friday night uh, let's strike I don't know what they do in Friday night but Friday night you want to know what we did on Friday night you yeah know what we did on Valentine's Day we yeah, ate exactly. we ate a frozen Friday. pizza and then oh, we reconciled our finances yeah so that was really like. That was wow. Beautiful. Why, why you don't use the app transfer wise? The speed wise? I don't know. Yeah, it's super easy. Fine. Well, the problem is that I took out all the euros for our trip and then he used a bunch of them and then we had to just like figure out but who paid for that, what. That's, that's the thing, speed wise. I okay, can, we can I talk can about shoot. this after the yeah, recording. So. <laughs> okay, my favorite part of the trip. <laughs> Wait, I'm pausing. Okay, now that we got that all squared away. Yeah, and um, you can put a okay. picture. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Back to the recording. So, your favorite part was Friday Night Strike. Also, yeah. what else? What? No. What was your highlight? No, it was Bruges. Bruges. Oh, Bruges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, even after these past couple days. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah because like I like to see something new. Yeah. I, I, the, 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 yeah, the past few days, I've been awesome. Yeah, like, it's been just so sunny. The, like. The highlight to like see something new would be yeah. Bruges, and um, the highlight probably the other one is hiking. Yeah, yeah. I think with the three of us. I think yesterday for me was a highlight. The three of us together, but also like the views were incredible, and the the weather was perfect. Like the lake and the mountains is beautiful, but also the what was my other one? What did I say? It was it was the crepes in the Eiffel Tower. The first time I saw the Eiffel Tower and I was like eating my, a crepe. My, my wallet? Yeah. This is my wallet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Eiffel Tower, crepes, and then my other one was when we were drinking tea and having chocolate on top of Stockholm. What's it called? Stockholm. Stockholm. You went to Stockholm? Yeah. Stockholm. Stockholm. The mountain. The mountain. No, Stockholm. Yeah, so it's been a beautiful trip, and it's been beautiful because I'm with two beautiful European men. I don't know how I got so lucky. Cyril just stuck his tongue out. I don't know what that means. God's favor. God's favor all over my life. Strong, beautiful European men. Oh, dear. I would like to say, Abby Stumble and Jason and Justin Stumble, be careful because now we're having like a new podcast from Cyril Cyril Grandler and Stacey. You took took my breath away. It's true. The next podcast is going to be about sex and Friday night. Friday night sex. So, be careful. What's happening? Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Do you want to wrap it so, up? So, yeah, let's wrap it up. Alan. Alan, I know that you know things. <laughs> Alan, you were like a third year BSSM. You need to bring your children back to... Back to the truth. 
So let's say that like next Valentine's time, I want to be in Bali. I want to be like in Asia. I want to go to cheap place with beaches and sand. That's my that my dream. <laughs> beaches and sand. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we go to South America instead? No, I want to go to Asia. Okay, well I've been to Asia too many times. Okay. 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 Bye. Here you we go. Spend together. I I just want to finish with. John 3.16 because God so loved the world that he gave his only son and let's be, and we're thankful for this time together because it's it's great yeah. no one is having the coronavirus and what? no one is having coronavirus coronavirus we're all doing well and that's because of me bye bye and bye bye and bye bye Cyril say and bye bye everyone welcome back to my podcast okay so number one I met I met my mom and dad's Warren and Sandy in the basement surrounded by um what are these things called sewing machines my mom has like this ministry where they sew dresses for little kids all around the world I don't know why I feel like I need to share this but I just do unimportant secondly the more important thing is I'm joined by two very wonderful, intelligent, attractive women, and they're going to introduce themselves. And today, I'm real excited about this because I haven't seen these girls in a while. They make me laugh. We've already been giggling up a storm, Um, but they're going to introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk about our trip to Israel, which was just the best. Okay, so Sarah, you're at the top left of my screen, so why don't you kick us off? Why don't you tell us your name? And something fun about your current life. Oh, okay. Well, my name is, yes, I'm Sarah. Um, well, I think you guys should know that I met Stacy when I was in college. Um, so I have known her for over a decade. Um, I currently live in Denver. And something fun about my life these days. Ooh, um... I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I never thought I would own a dog and I, we now have two cats. I thought that that would be where we draw the line, but we did recently adopt a dog. And so now we have two cats and a dog in a tiny apartment and like, <laughs> could it be more exciting because of that? What kind of dog did you get? Um, she's a Bernadoodle. Um, you know, golden doodles have been all the rage for all the years, but the Bernadoodles are going to come in and, and probably become more popular here pretty soon. So we oh jumped gosh. on the bandwagon. Wow. And you're really maybe one of the more adventurous people that I know in my life currently. I always see you climbing some kind of a mountain, doing some <laughs> kind of a crate. I have a real question. I saw you maybe a year ago or something climbing. Did you do four 14ers in a day or something like that? We did, yeah. It's called the Decab, mm, Decab, mm, it's called something. <laughs> Decabrilon, I don't, Decab, I don't know. But it's four 14ers, and you can do them all in a day. It took us about seven and a half hours. Um, you just kind of go up from summit to summit. So it's you're not fully descending in between them. Okay. But it was still a terrific workout. And it was during the wildfires, so pretty Whoa. easy people were trying to like get down before smoke rolled in um 
yeah, it was, I forgot I did that. Thanks, Stace. I just remember seeing it and being like, is she a human or is she <laughs> more than a human? I don't remember. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay, well, so good to have you, Sarah. And then Rach is currently, we're Zoom chatting, and she's, it looks like she's at the lake, but it's a picture of her lake behind her. I'm just setting the scene. And she's got her sunglasses on, a side braid. She's already laughing. Rach, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, maybe how you and I met, and then um, something interesting about your life. Okay. Well, my name is Rachel Mosier. Um, and I met Stacy. Well, I currently reside in Sarasota, Florida, and I met Stacy also when I was in college. Um, I applied to be this feel. This feels like my earliest memory. Yeah. But I applied to be an RD. An RA. Stacy picked RA. RA. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, RA and Stacy picked me to be on her staff, but I felt led to not be on her staff (laughs) and I didn't really even know her and looking back I'm like wow that was I mean it was a great decision but I'm sad that I missed out on that year um with Stacy because it probably would have been pretty stellar um so yeah that's how we met and then we went on the trip to Israel and something fun about my life this is new news for Sarah and Stacy but John and I are expecting again (gasps) What? You just had a baby. <laughs> yes, I did. So we have a six-month-old. She's six months today. So surprise, we're going to have another baby. And they're going to be 11 months apart. And my life is going to be even crazier. So, Oh, my gosh. And you just announced that to the world. I hope you're ready to release that information yeah. to the world. I don't know. Because it Mine's might be airing. Um, <laughs> Next year. <laughs> After the baby's born. <laughs> People still probably won't know, to be honest. So that's fine. <laughs> wow, that's um, crazy. So fun. It is great. Yeah, John, um, we all got COVID, and so I thought I was sick with COVID, and <gasps> I wasn't. Um, and then it was that I had a baby inside of me. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yay. Love it. Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is so fun. Yeah, so thanks for for being here to chat about Israel. I had to kind of hunt them down because I had thought of you guys a long time ago. I was like, I have to get these two on to talk about Israel. So when I was a resident director, just to kind of set the the stage, um, I would lead service learning trips through the school that I worked at. And I was with, I think I was talking with Mike Hansen, who was another resident director, and we had first talked about going to India, and then it kind of switched to Israel, and I forget exactly why. We ended up leading a trip to Israel, uh, to India the year after, I think. Um, but we ended up kind of going through an organization. We met up th- with this guy named David Landis, who basically, like, he had mapped out the 600-mile national trail in Israel and then created this thing called the Jesus Trail, Um, which is basically a part of that national trail that Jesus like actually traversed. And so the plan was, let's go to Israel, let's see all the things, and then let's hike a part of this Jesus trail, which ended up being about 45 miles from Nazareth to Capernaum. So anyway, 
there's so much to talk about because we did so much on that trip. And you know what I was telling? I was telling my parents this morning about this trip and he said, you know what's crazy that I could never get away with today? And I don't know if you guys remember this. I basically made this rule before the trip that you guys couldn't bring your phones. Do you remember that? I said, you can't, guys can't bring your cell phones at all for no pictures. I said, if you want to take pictures, you got to buy a camera. (laughs) That's great. That's probably why I couldn't find any pictures before this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was like, I want you to be immersed in the experience and not try to just be capturing it all the time or like trying to connect with home. Like I just thought Israel is such an incredible opportunity that people like dream for a lifetime about doing it. And I want you to take in all the sights and the sounds and experience it fully and not be wrapped up in your phone. And so I don't know if I can get away with that today, but we did. No one brought their phones, which was wild, but we had the best time. So let's see, let's kind of start off with like, do you guys remember some of the the things that we did? Let's just name off some of the activities, places we went, things that stood out to you. Yeah. Uh, for me, the top like four that I could think of right off the bat are Sea of Galilee, yeah. Mount of Olives, En Gedi, and <laughs> this isn't like a locate, but the Fazi in. I just love that name. <laughs> like I always, and the chocolate cake there. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, I literally was talking to somebody about that the other day. I mean, it's what year did we go to Israel? Does anyone remember? I should have looked this up. 2012. 2012? I think it was 2011. Like this. Right. Is it when you our senior year? Yeah, because it was the the year before. So it's the summer of 2011. Okay, Mm -hmm. 2011. And I was talking to somebody about that exact hotel. I was like, it was beautiful. What was it called? And I was like, I think it was the Faziazer. (laughs) I remembered. (laughs) It was great. Okay, yeah. So we'll kind of get back to some of the more specifics. But what do you, Sarah, what do you remember, like some of the more highlights? I think I remember it like it was almost divided into three parts. So kind of part one of the trip was Jerusalem, old city, new city, and the sites through there. And then the middle section was like the West Bank, Palestine, staying with host families and doing some of the sites there. And then kind of the final third of the trip, the Jesus Trail, Nazareth. Um, I remember a lot of the holy sites and the ones that were all... um, kind of through the medieval time, or I don't know, through the Crusades and the 1800s and kind of that different vibe versus some of the holier sites that were found or um, I guess recognized later. Like I think of the Jesus tomb or the um, the tomb that didn't have just all of the, I don't even know the words, stuff built on top of it. It yeah. just looked more natural. And I thought um, kind of maybe how it more originally looked like less touched, um, which I really appreciated that. And the Dead Sea was awesome and... Um, the Jesus trail really was so great. I, I remember we were like running down outside of not, or we had kind of climbed to the top of the cliffs. We were hiking down. Christy and I were like taking off and fell into one of those, like, I don't know, <laughs> kidnap- I don't, it was like a massive ditch through that field of tall grass <laughs> and trips. And we worked on that goat farm. I forgot about the goat farm and little sparkle, the little goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, we did so much. I don't, yeah, it's hard to remember it all. Yeah. I remember you guys like prancing through the field and then one of you went down yeah that experience and then there was like some kind of twisted ankle or something and we were literally walking we we walked like eight or nine miles a day but you know what I remember about Israel like and that walk in particular I think when you read in the bible about like Israel I just would always picture it as being really flat but the land is very hilly and mountainous and we were like climbing up like 
maybe not mountains, but less than a mountain, maybe bigger than a hill. What would you call that? Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. <laughs> um, like a mill, like a Rolling mountain hill. But there'd be like cliffs too. Yeah, cliffs. Yeah, like, like kind of I, gradually climb and then you're scaling down a little cliff. There were to little. Get down to this next town. Yeah, like hooks hanging off the side of a mountain and we're just like yes. kind of scaling down it. I remember that. But yeah, that's uh, and, what was fascinating to me. It was just yes. like, it was a lot of walking and climbing and hiking, but it was so fascinating to, yeah, I loved that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess what for you guys was like meaningful, like what felt like it stood out to you or changed your perception of something in that experience? I think there was something that was said when we were in the West Bank. Um, so it, I think we were there for like three or four days of the trip. Um, we stayed with host families and got to meet a lot of just Palestinians and Palestinian um, Christians or Palestinian Muslims. So like different kind of backgrounds, faiths. Um, but somebody, I don't remember their name, had said something about how a lot of tourists come to Israel and they like come to see what they refer to as these dead stones, like the historic sites, the holy sites, um, kind of the more historic tourist locations in Israel. Um, but that he was trying to say, you know, that, that people should pay more attention to the living stones, referring to the people of today, like the people in Israel today and Palestine today, kind of all of the um, people there and just kind of their current lives. And that there's not a whole lot of, focus or priority on learning about kind of the current state of that area mm-hmm. of the world. It's just like highly valued to go and look at the historic sites and mm-hmm. then the old things. And so um, I think about when we were, we went to a farm in the West bank. Um, I don't remember the lady's name who owned it. I want to say like a um, more, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember it. She owned this farm and grew olive trees and a lot of crops and a lot of produce. Um, so technically in the West bank, that was like land that was, you know, set aside or given to the Palestinians. It's for them to, to kind of own. Um, however, on her farm, she was sharing about how like <clears throat> often right before it's time to harvest the olives, Israeli soldiers will come in and almost like, burn the trees to the ground and make it impossible for her to earn a living on what she's grown and make it incredibly difficult for her to live there. And they wouldn't allow her to build above ground. So she and her family lived almost in like caves, caves and and rooms that they had built underground um, so that they could be there, even though they have every right to the land, they have the papers, they own it. Um, And I, I just remember hearing her story. And I think why it impacted me is when, when we were going to Israel, all I had known of Israel was, you know, that they're and like they're in an allyship with the United States. So there's the U.S., there's Israel. We're on a team. And I think you always want to believe that any of your allies, along with your own country, you want to believe that you're the good guys, that you're doing things right, that you have good intentions. And um, getting there and hearing how a lot of Israeli soldiers or the Israeli government is impacting and treating these Palestinians. I think I just realized that I was really naive to the reality of the struggle over there and the depth of oppression and persecution that a lot of Palestinians um, 
I don't know, we're enduring. And and her and her family were Christian. So you go over and you're like, okay, we have this this similar <clears throat> faith background and there's we have a lot more in common than you would think, yet because of your ethnicity or your race, you're suddenly in this position where you have to fight for every basic human right. And at the ex- like, you know, and, and at the cause or I guess the persecution being done is by, you know, a group of a country that we would see as allies here in America. So it was just a lot to, I think, take in. And um, her and her dad were super hospitable and hosting us. And I think just getting to know her and her family and see the way they live on a personal level, but still feel her warmth and her um, kind of determination to just like nurture and cultivate that land and let that continue to be in her family. I mean, it was something that I just really admired and you kind of feel helpless. Like what really can you do to improve her situation? But you just admire the strength and the outlook that she had. Like she wasn't hard or bitter. Like she still had, um, she just still had hope. And I don't think I'll ever forget the time at her farm. Yeah. I love that. That's so good, Sarah. And as like a side, I, I this is a random to piggyback on that. I I remember how much that affected you, Sarah. I it's interesting, like hearing you talk about it. I remember moments that you would interact with the people there, especially like on the farm and just at different locations that we had visited, different Palestinians, and you were really touched by that. You ended up going back, you know, and it was just really cool to watch that unfold for you even just as a close friend of yours like just seeing that impact of what you were learning and experiencing was really it was really amazing to watch just how much it impacted you yeah we actually one of the host families we stayed with his name was Saeed and we called him Mr. Clean because he ran a cleaning business when (laughs) I went back to Israel a few years later I was in um Beit Savor outside Bethlehem and like ran into him on the streets and I was like Mr. Clean <laughs> it took him so long to remember who I was or recognize I'm like no you like stayed with your family like, okay great a quick picture I mean I, I don't yeah I mean I, I, I couldn't believe that I spotted him. oh my <laughs> gosh that's amazing um, that you ran into him that's oh wild my small town oh. everyone oh yes I love it I love that <laughs> Oh well, and kind God. of to go off that a little bit, like as we're talking about the past, like the Palestine stuff, like fascinating to cross over, you know what I mean? Like, and I just remembered, so when we were up at that farm, almost immediately, as soon as we got there, a couple hours in, um, one of the girls on our team had a fall and she um, had had cancer and was like in remission, but like it was pretty serious fall. And so I remember immediately I had to go to the hospital with her and we had to like cross back over. And, um, and so I didn't have that experience that Sarah was talking about, but, um, I stayed in the hospital with her for three days and then she ended up flying back home and I rejoined the team. Um, but I remember going back with David through the like kind of the border crossing area and there were just lines of people waiting because they would, you know, like they would come over and work and then return to Palestine at night. But it was just such a process for them to like move like in and out. And me and David just breezed through um, with our passports. And it was, it almost felt strange. And then I remembered us getting into a taxi and we were talking with the taxi driver and he said this phrase, it was something to the effect of, 
um, there's blessing and movement or like something to like, there's, there's beauty and movement. And what he was saying is like to be able to freely move around without being questioned or, um, examined or like to have difficulty in moving, like that is their experience. That is their life. Like they don't have freedom of movement and that will always stick with me. Like that, what he was saying was coming through is like, we don't experience that freedom of movement. Um, and so I remember that sticking out to me and being like the lives that they lead are like constantly challenging, but like there is this beautiful hope. And I love when you're speaking about this woman with the olive (laughs) trees, like, yeah, maintaining that land, keeping it in her family. Like there's just so much beauty to like, she wouldn't move. You know, I remembered that. I remembered she wouldn't leave. Like they kept trying to drive her out, but she stayed. And so, yeah, that, that definitely stood out to me for sure. Um, yeah. Rach, do you have like a memory that stands out to you? Yeah, I, um, I, when I think about our time in Israel, I often think about our walking, like the time that we were walking. And it was just such an interesting, I had a hard time even articulating to people when I got back. Um, Cause you know, they'd ask about the trip and they're like, what'd you do? And you know, like I'm talking about some of these experiences and I'm like, well, we walked a lot and they're like, okay, like what, you know, and it, it was, it's probably even still like now trying to dust off some of those memories um but I do think fondly back to our time walking like and to think the reality of Jesus's ministry and his time what he spent doing and how much land like literal land he covered with his time and there was I don't know there was just something really precious about those moments that I still I don't know that I could articulate but I just, I loved that walk. I loved thinking about Jesus being with his disciples and going to these different towns. And I like, yeah, I don't know. There's just these vivid pictures in my mind of just walking. And there were times with our team that we would walk together and we'd talk with there. I I have like some pictures in my mind and, um, of just our single file line walking and just, it was just, I don't, I don't even know how to articulate it. There was just some preciousness about the silence that I, we were kind of talking about it before you, how you said, like, not bring your phone, like those kinds of moments, you don't get that a lot now. And like, we had so much time of solitude of walking and thinking and reminiscing and seeing and breathing and just all of these senses that came alive walking and um yeah and just seeing those different locations I vividly remember the Sea of Galilee like when we got to the Sea of Galilee I'm like I've read of these stories and it's almost as if they're not real and to some capacity but when you're there and you're seeing the water and just I remember the Sea of Galilee the the beach was like shells was were really small shells. And I just like just different things that you're experiencing and thinking about these experiences and the, the miracles that Jesus performed and the, the different things that it just brought stories to life. And it really, like it really impacted my faith and just how I could see and understand that Jesus really was here and he was doing these things. And like, I don't know. It just, it personified Jesus in a way that I don't think I, it had for me before. Um, 
being in those spaces. So yeah, I just, I, I think back on a lot of the time walking and the different places we'd seen, um, just really bringing scripture to life in a way that I don't think you could do anywhere else, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I remember David Landis telling us, um, like, I think it was him. He had said people talk all the time about wanting to come to Israel and walk where Jesus walked. And then they get in like tour buses and they drive around. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, and we actually got that chance to like walk where mm-hmm. Jesus walked and, um, and then I remember we, we walked for four days and then we got in a bus and drove back to Jerusalem and it took us like 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. so it's just wild. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think similarly to you, Rachel, like it was impactful for me too, because, um, we, you know, we started our time in Jerusalem and you, it's kind of like Christian Disney world, right? Like everyone's just running around and there's all these like God, I mean, they're like, maybe Jesus was crucified here. We're not sure, but we're going to build this massive like cathedral and like there's gaudy stuff. And then you go in and you like touch the stone and it's like, you know, and then we went to Bethlehem, same thing. They just build this gaudy church over it. And then you go in and you're like, we think this is where he was born or, you know, where he was buried. There's like two locations and we're not sure. And so it was cool to see, but like, I felt like I connected so much more with like, there was a part of the Roman road that we went to and there was an intersection And they said, for sure, we know, like Jesus came here every day and worked with his father. And like, we know for sure that Jesus was, would have walked down this intersection and talked to people. And like, I just remember being there and it was just in this, the middle of nowhere, you know, like it wasn't like there were buses rolling up. It was just like there. Um, Or there was this, um, this, one of the cities we went to, I don't remember, there was like a, oh, what do they call it when you like stamp on the grapes and make wine? What is that thing called? Vineyard or like there's some festival every year that they would make wine and they there was this one area where they like stood on the grapes I don't know guys (laughs) but (laughs) But anyway was it in Cana because didn't we go to Cana it was like the first stop and that was all about the you know the wine the first miracle Jesus performed why not guys listen this was 10 years ago okay we don't remember but um Yes. And so they're like, Jesus would have come every year to this specific festival and he would have been here. And so, and the Sea of Galilee, like we know that he was here, you know? And so it's just kind of those moments where it was like, oh, my Jesus was here, like for sure, you know? And it just felt really intimate and sweet, I think. Um, So that for me, was for sure a highlight as well. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. The people there were incredible. The food was even more incredible. Okay, no, the people were more incredible. Okay, fine. But yeah. I'm just thinking about the hummus, really. I literally had hummus today on the beach, and I was like, this makes me think of Israel, like, every time. No, I was literally on the beach, not just, like, my background. <laughs> every time we would walk through the market, just the smells. There are certain smells that still just feel like you're going through the market. and Yeah, there's only two places in this world that I, I talk about when I, I just like, when I describe it to people, I'm like, it feels like you're on a movie set. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but I'm walking around and I feel like it's not, it's not real. I just feel like I'm on a movie set, but it's just amazing. Like, yeah, it is real. (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. I think you cut out, but that was her joke. I want to give her all the credit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh man. Um, think of Tom too oh my gosh Tom was he was so like he was our I mean our tour guy I guess I mean but he was he had like 
2% body fat and he was just hysterical. He was so funny. I just remember, but he was also, he was just super insightful as well. Like it, it wasn't just funny, but he, yeah, he was just a really intense guy, but he, he cared really deeply for our team and, Mm. um, and he was just a lot of fun. I always picture, I, in my mind is like the picture of us at the Dead Sea and he's just like, we're all smiling and he is covered head to toe in mud. Cause you know, you like put the clay on and he is the only one not smiling, but he's just like standing on the side. And I'm like, that is just so him. Like he's just so dry his humor. And, but he was just so kind to our team and a lot of fun to be around. He would yeah do our debriefs in the evening every night. And I think he would try to poke buttons because as the trip goes on, everyone's getting a little tired of each other. There's like a little bit of conflict. And he'd like try to drive it home at night. So we would just like bring all these things up to talk through them. But he also just yeah, he did have a lot of insight, like you said, and I think mm-hmm. helped make sure that we were connecting meaning to the experiences mm-hmm. we were having, which was yeah, worth worth every bit of time with him. So mm-hmm. he was great. We had a very loud, rambunctious group, which I loved. I loved everyone on the team. Like, they, I think I handpicked most of them. I'm like, you're coming, you're coming, we're all going. <laughs> um, but I remember David Landis was another one of the guys who led us, and he had the quietest voice. But every time he started speaking, everyone quieted down and, like, turned an ear because he was a wealth of information. Like, he would just kind of calmly, quietly say something, and we're all like, what? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> like it just, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's hard to even describe the fire hose of information and wealth of knowledge from that area. Like the thing I love about Israel, I could for sure go back and live there for a year and not even scratch the surface. It's dynamic, it's complex politically, spiritually, like it is just all over the map. But like one of the most fascinating places I've ever been for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I kind of wanted to go back and say this before I forgot about our team. I didn't remember you guys, like, I didn't remember a lot of conflict at all. But all I remember is the last night we were there, there was some big blow up over pizzas. Do you guys remember what this was? Yeah, I remember it very clearly. I don't remember. Can you remind me? Rachel, I'm like, well, I'm high harmony. So when there's conflict, I remember. And if it involves somebody being picky over food, I definitely remember because I love all food. Yeah, well, okay, Nazareth has the best pizza. And it's like a dollar. And you get this awesome warm pita folded over with like cheese and there were olives on it and um, the sauce. And so we were like, oh my gosh, for our last lunch, we have such a tiny budget. We're like, well, the pizzas are awesome. We're going to do pizzas. Well, three people on the team didn't like red sauce. (laughs) And they're like, we're not doing pizza. Like, no, no, no. So then now this part, I don't remember. I don't remember who decided to buy them something else. Maybe I was involved, but they ended up pretty much just having pita jam maybe a can of corn or some tuna (laughs) and they were like not okay with it and i i mean this doesn't help but in my mind i'm like okay my lunch is pita sauce and cheese your lunch is pita and two ingredients as well so like (laughs) it's the same thing and and thought we were starving i don't know it was like they're not gonna get a nourishment how are they gonna survive night yeah you know so Oh my yeah, gosh. but I just wish they had tried it. <laughs> oh, it's screaming back to me now because we sat in a room and everyone was mad. And I was like, what just happened? We had this great trip, no problems. And now it just all combusted over pizza. And Tom probably stepped in at some point and mediated us through it. I don't remember. I was fine. <laughs> I think I was the red sauce person. But anyway. <laughs> red sauce? Oh, yeah. Team red sauce. 
Team Red Sauce. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that's why I don't remember the conflict because I like red sauce. So I don't know. I, re- I like remember it happening, but I probably was just sitting there eating my pizza and just oh, watching. I guess I don't know. I get that, like, in America, there's a big difference between pizza and a jam sandwich. But, like, in Israel, there's very similar. <laughs> but when you put it on the same bread, I think that was like the the ticker for you because you're like the same base like where we're starting same foundation build it how you like your choice build your own pita pita. oh i love it guys we have to wrap up because you know we we were not fancy people like paying for premium zoom no we're not we have eight minutes and ticking and plus you know we've already had a great chat but what i i just kind of had this revelation which is we've all done the world race. We're all world traveler. We love the travel. This is a travel podcast. Could you each take a minute to a minute and a half and just share like, why do you feel like travel is impactful, important? Like what place does it have? I just hit you with this question. So they're all looking at me like, oh, we didn't talk about this. But whenever you're ready, no pressure, but the travel podcast. (laughs) why is um i would say i think it's always insightful to see things from a different perspective and to learn from people and culture um just to do things different i think it's really easy if you only see things done one way or only experience life and culture one way for you to just assume that that's the right way Mm -hmm. and it's not until you see the other ways that life can be beautiful, how people live it, what people are doing. And I don't know, there's just a lot that you can kind of learn from those experiences. I also think that I just love beauty, like being able to physically look at something that man hasn't touched and is just beautiful and perfect on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I love being able, when you mentioned kind of the intersections, Stacy, where Jesus walked that area, you're right, there was not much around it. There weren't homes, there weren't buildings. We had to walk to get to it. It was forested and green. And I just think, um, yeah, there's like a beauty in that that I think opens you up to, um, I don't know, be, be part of the world in a more wholesome way. Um, and then there's just a lot to learn from people that aren't like you. Yeah, love it. So good. Right. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> something, the word that flashed through my mind was gross. Like there is a growth that you... I don't know if I should say you can't achieve by not traveling like there, the way that you grow when you travel and you see this world, I just think it's, you cannot replicate that. Mm. Like my mind, I can't go back to knowing life before, you know, seeing the world and the ways that we've seen it. And I think it's just so, so amazing seeing and meeting people that the Lord created a totally different setting and a totally different experience and you're like how like it's just it it I think it expands my mind to understanding the vastness of God a little bit more like that he created this entire earth with people like you're saying Sarah with different cultures different experiences so different from mine and I just remember when I was on the race when I was on the world race I was a team leader meeting with our host and the Lord show it was just like, I am thousands of miles away from where I feel is my home. And 
he is here, we're sitting on this porch and we know the same exact God. Like we serve the same King. And I'm like, how, like, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. And I'm like, you can't experience that sitting on the front porch of your own home where you grew up. And you might experience it in a different way at your home, you know, by not traveling, but there's just a growth and a beauty that you just, you can't replicate it. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. I love that. You guys, oh, thank you. This was so fun. So fun to see you guys. So fun to reminisce. And I love the things that you brought up because there are things you said that I forgot about. And that's why I love having conversations like this because I'm like, oh yeah, like that thing or that place. Wow. I remember that. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me on this little podcast journey. Um, anything left to say? Last comments? Hmm. I don't think so, but I have this picture that I found. I don't know if you can see oh, it. Do you remember? When we were, yeah. we were in the dome and, hut. I think that was the goat farm. The goat farm. The, and yeah. see, I'm glad that you made it through that. Am I in the bottom of that? It's like a it's like yes, a dog pile. We're all stacked up. There's all, a bunch of girls, and There's we're like, all like stacked up on top of each other. And I think I'm on the bottom, losing my air. I'm really glad you made it through that, Stacey. Yeah, I feel yes. alive. I feel healthy. Yeah, I made it through. I'm. You know what? I will always be the volunteer to carry the weight of all of you ladies. On the dog pile. Don't yeah. really know how else to say that. Well, thank you guys, and hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Bye bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. Okay, so number one, I met, I met my mom and dad's, Warren and Sandy, in the basement surrounded by, um, what are these things called? Sewing machines. My mom has like this ministry where they sew dresses for little kids all around the world. I don't know why I feel like I need to share this, but I just do. Unimportant. Secondly, the more important thing is I'm joined by two very wonderful, intelligent, attractive women, and they're going to introduce themselves. And today I'm real excited about this because I haven't seen these girls in a while. They make me laugh. We've already been giggling up a storm, Um, but they're going to introduce themselves. And then we're going to talk about our trip to Israel, which was just the best. Okay. So Sarah, you're at the top left of my screen. So why don't you kick us off? Why don't you tell us your name? And something fun about your current life. Oh, okay, well, my name is, yes, I'm Sarah. Um, well, I think you guys should know that I met Stacy when I was in college. Um, so I have known her for over a decade. Um, I currently live in Denver. And something fun about my life these days. Ooh, um... I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I never thought I would own a dog and I, we now have two cats. I thought that that would be where we draw the line, but we did recently adopt a dog. And so now we have two cats and a dog in a tiny apartment and like, <laughs> could it be more exciting because of that? What kind of dog did you get? Um, she's a Bernadoodle. Um, you know, golden doodles have been all the rage for all the years, but the Bernadoodles are going to come in and, and probably become more popular here pretty soon. So 
We oh jumped gosh. on the bandwagon. Wow. And you're really maybe one of the more adventurous people that I know in my life currently. I always see you climbing some kind of a mountain, doing some kind of a crit. I have a real question. I saw you maybe a year ago or something climbing. Did you do four 14ers in a day or something like that? We did. Yeah. It's called the DeCab. Mm, DeCab. Hmm. It's called something. <laughs> The Cabrillon, I don't, the cat, I don't know, but it's four 14ers and you can do them on a day. It took us about seven and a half hours. Um, you just kind of go up from summit to summit. So it's, you're not fully descending in between them, okay. but it was still a terrific workout and it was during the wildfires. So pretty Whoa. easy. People were trying to like get down before smoke rolled in. Um, yeah, it was I forgot I did that. Thanks, Stace. <laughs> I just remember seeing it and being like, is she a human or is she <laughs> more than a human? I don't remember. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, so good to have you, Sarah. And then Rach is currently, we're Zoom chatting and she's, it looks like she's at the lake, but it's a picture of her lake behind her. I'm just setting the scene and she's got her sunglasses on, a side braid. She's already laughing. Rach, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, maybe how you and I met, and then um, something interesting about your life. Okay. Well, my name is Rachel Mosier, um, and I met Stacy. Well, I currently reside in Sarasota, Florida, and I met Stacy also when I was in college. Um, I applied to be this feel this feels like my earliest memory, yeah. but I applied to be an RD. An RA. Stacy picked me. RA. RA. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, RA and Stacy picked me to be on her staff, but I felt led to not be on her staff. Thank God. <laughs> and I didn't really even know her. And looking back, I'm like, wow, that was I mean, it was a great decision, but I'm sad that I missed out on that year um, with Stacy because it probably would have been pretty stellar. Um, so yeah, that's how we met. And then we went on the trip to Israel. And something fun about my life, this is new news for Sarah and Stacy, but John and I are expecting again. <gasps> what? You just had a baby. <laughs> Yes, I did. So we have a six-month-old. She's six months today. So surprise, we're going to have another baby. And they're going to be 11 months apart. And my life is going to be even crazier. So, Oh, my gosh. And you just announced that to the world. I hope you're ready to release that information yeah. to the world. I don't know. Because it When's might be airing? Um, <laughs> Next year. <laughs> After the baby's born. People still probably won't know, to be honest. So that's fine. Wow. Congrats. That's crazy. So fun. Yeah, John, um, we all got COVID. And so I thought I was sick with COVID and (gasps) I wasn't. um, And then it was that I had a baby inside of me. So, wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, yay. Love it. Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is Mm -hmm. so fun. Yeah. So, Thanks for thanks for being here to chat about Israel. I had to kind of hunt them down because I had thought of you guys a long time ago. I was like, we, I have to get these two on to talk about Israel. So when I was a resident director, just to kind of set the set the stage, um, I would lead service learning trips through the school that I worked at. <clears throat> and 
I was with, I think I was talking with Mike Hansen, who was another resident director, and we had first talked about going to India, and then it kind of switched to Israel, and I forget exactly why. We ended up leading a trip to Israel, uh, to India the year after, I think. Um, but we ended up kind of going through an organization. We met up with this guy named David Landis, who basically, like, he had mapped out the 600-mile national trail in Israel and then created this thing called the Jesus Trail, um, which is basically a part of that national trail that Jesus like actually traversed. And so the plan was, let's go to Israel, let's see all the things, and then let's hike a part of this Jesus Trail, which ended up being about 45 miles from Nazareth to Capernaum. So anyway... There's so much to talk about because we did so much on that trip. And you know what I was telling? I was telling my parents this morning about this trip. And they said, you know what's crazy that I could never get away with today? And I don't know if you guys remember this. I basically made this rule before the trip that you guys couldn't bring your phones. Do you remember that? No. I said, you no. can't, guys can't bring your cell phones at all no, for no pictures. That. I said, if you want to take pictures, you got to buy a camera. <laughs> That's great. That's probably why I couldn't find any pictures before this. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I want you to be immersed in the experience and not try to just be capturing it all the time or like trying to connect with home. Like I just thought Israel is such an incredible opportunity that people like dream for a lifetime about doing it. And I want you to take in all the sights and the sounds and experience it fully and not be wrapped up in your phone. And so I don't know if I can get away with that today, but... We did. No one brought their phones, which was wild, but we had the best time. So let's see. Let's kind of start off with like, do you guys remember some of the, the things that we did? Let's just name off some of the activities, places we went, things that stood out to you. Yeah. Uh, for me, the top like four that I could think of right off the bat are Sea of Galilee, yeah. Mount of Olives, En Gedi, and <laughs> this isn't like a locate, but the Fazias are in. I just love that name. <laughs> Like I always, and the chocolate cake there. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, I literally was talking to somebody about that the other day. I mean, it's, what year did we go to Israel? Does anyone remember? I should have looked this up. 2012. 2012? I think it was 2011. Like this, right? It was like the start of senior year? Yeah, because it was the, the year before. So it was tw- the summer of 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2011. And I was talking to somebody about that mm-hmm. exact hotel. I was like, it was beautiful. What was it called? And I was like, I think it was the Faziazer. <laughs> I remembered. It's great. Okay, yeah. So we'll kind of get back to some of the more specifics. But what do you, Sarah? What do you remember? Like some of the more highlights. I think I remember it. Like it was almost divided into three parts. So kind of part one of the trip was Jerusalem, old city, new city, and the sites through there. And then the middle section was like the West Bank, Palestine, staying with host families and doing some of the sites there. And then kind of the final third of the trip, the Jesus Trail, Nazareth. Um, I remember a lot of the holy sites and the ones that were all, um, kind of through the medieval time, or I don't know, through the crusades and the 1800s and kind of that different vibe versus some of the holier sites that were found or, um, I guess recognized later. Like I think of the Jesus tomb or the, um, the tomb that didn't have just all of the, I don't even know the words stuff built on top of it. It just looked more natural. And I thought, um, kind of maybe how it more originally looked like less touched, um, which I really appreciated that. And the Dead Sea was awesome. And um, the Jesus Trail really was so great. I, I remember we were like running down outside of, Na- or 
we had kind of climbed to the top of the cliffs. We were hiking down. Christy and I were like taking off and fell into one of those like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, it was like a massive ditch through that field of tall grass <laughs> and tripped. And we worked on that goat farm. I forgot about the goat farm and little sparkled, a little goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, we did so much. I don't, yeah, it's hard to remember it all. Yeah. I remember you guys like prancing through the field and then one of you went down yeah that experience and then there was like some kind of twisted ankle or something and we were literally walking we we walked like eight or nine miles a day but you know what I remember about Israel like and that walk in particular I think when you read in the bible about like Israel I just would always picture it as being really flat but the land is very hilly and mountainous and we were like climbing up like maybe not mountains but less than a mountain maybe bigger than a hill what would you call that yeah. there's got to be a word for that <laughs> um, like a mill like a Rolling mountain hill but there'd be like cliffs too yeah cliffs yeah, like, like, kind of I'd... gradually climb and then you're scaling down a little cliff there were to little down to this next town yeah like hooks hanging off the side mm-hmm. of a mountain and we're just like yes kind of scaling down it i remember that but yeah well, that's and... what was fascinating to me it was just yes. like it was a lot of walking and climbing and hiking, but it was so fascinating to, yeah, I loved that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess what for you guys was like meaningful, like what felt like it stood out to you or changed your perception of something in that experience? I think there was something that was said when we were in the West Bank um, so it, I think we were there for like three or four days of the trip. Um, we stayed with host families and got to meet a lot of just Palestinians and Palestinian, um, Christians or Palestinian Muslims. So like different kind of backgrounds, faiths. Um, but somebody, I don't remember their name had said something about how a lot of tourists come to Israel and they like come to see what they refer to as these dead stones, like the historic sites, the holy sites, um, kind of the more historic tourist locations in Israel. Um, but that he was trying to say, you know, that, that people should pay more attention to the living stones, referring to the people of today, like the people in Israel today and Palestine today, kind of all of the um, people there and just kind of their current lives. And that there's not a whole lot of focus or priority on learning about kind of the current state of that area of the world it's just like highly valued to go and look at the historic sites and Mm -hmm. learn the old things and so um i think about when we were we went to a farm in the west bank um i don't remember the lady's name who owned it i want to say like um a more i mean i don't know I, i don't remember it she owned this farm and grew olive trees and a lot of crops and a lot of produce um so technically in the west bank that was like land that was you know, set aside or given to the Palestinians. It's for them to, to kind of own. Um, however, on her farm, she was sharing about how like <clears throat> often right before it's time to harvest the olives, Israeli soldiers will come in and almost like burn the trees to the ground and make it impossible for her to earn a living on what she's grown and make it incredibly difficult for her to live there. And they wouldn't allow her to build above ground. So she and her family lived almost in like caves, caves and and rooms that they had built underground um, so that 
they could be there, even though they have every right to the land, they have the papers, they own it. Um, and I, I just remember hearing her story. And I think why it impacted me is when, when we were going to Israel, all I had known of Israel was, you know, that they're and like they're in an allyship with the United States. <laughs> so there's the U.S., there's Israel, we're on a team. And I think you always want to believe that any of your allies, along with your own country, you want to believe that you're the good guys, that you're doing things right, that you have good intentions. And um, getting there and hearing how a lot of Israeli soldiers or the Israeli government is impacting and treating these Palestinians, I think I just realized that I was really naive to the reality of the struggle over there and the depth of oppression and persecution that a lot of Palestinians, um, I don't know, were enduring. And, and her and her family were Christian. So you go over and you're like, okay, we have this, this similar <clears throat> background and there's, we have a lot more in common than you would think yet because of your ethnicity or your race, you're suddenly in this position where you have to fight for every basic human right. And at the, like, you know, and, and at the cause, or I guess the persecution being done is by, you know, a group of a country that we would see as allies here in America. So it was just a lot to, I think, take in and, um, her and her dad were super hospitable and hosting us. And I think just getting to know her and her family and see the way they live on a personal level, but still feel her warmth and her um, kind of determination to just like nurture and cultivate that land and let that continue to be in her family. I mean, it was something that I just really admired and you kind of feel helpless. Like what really can you do to improve her situation? But you just admire the strength and the outlook that she had. Like she wasn't hard or bitter. Like she still had, um, she just still had hope. And I don't think I'll ever forget the time at her farm. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Sarah. And as like a side, I, I, this is a random to piggyback on that, I I remember how much that affected you, Sarah. I it's interesting, like hearing you talk about it. I remember moments that you would interact with the people there, especially like on the farm and it just at different locations that we had visited, different Palestinians, and you were really touched by that. You ended up going back, you know, and it was just really cool to watch that unfold for you, even just as a close friend of yours, like just seeing that impact of what you were learning and experiencing was really, it was really amazing to watch just how much it impacted you. Yeah. We actually, one of the host families we stayed with, his name was Saeed and we called him Mr. Clean because he ran yeah. a cleaning business. When <laughs> I went back to Israel a few years later, I was in um, Beit Sahor outside Bethlehem and like ran into him on the streets. And I was like, Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> It took him so long to remember who I was or recognize. I'm like, no, we like stayed with your family. Like, okay, great. A quick picture. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that I spotted. Him. Oh my gosh, that's amazing that you ran into him. That's oh wild. My small town. Everyone does it. Yes, I love it. I love that. Oh well, and kind God. of to go off that a little bit, like as we're talking about the Palestine, like the Palestine stuff, like fascinating to cross over you know what I mean like and I just remembered so when we were up at that farm almost immediately as soon as we got there a couple hours in um one of the girls on our team had a fall and she um 
had had cancer and was like in remission, but like it was pretty serious fall. And so I remember immediately I had to go to the hospital with her and we had to like cross back over. And, um, and so I didn't have that experience that Sarah was talking about, but, um, I stayed in the hospital with her for three days and then she ended up flying back home and I rejoined the team. Um, but I remember going back with David through the, like kind of the border crossing area. And there were just lines of people waiting. Cause they would, you know, like they would come over and work and then return to Palestine at night. But it was just such a process for them to like move like in and out. And me and David just breezed through um, with our passports. And it was, it almost felt strange. And then I remembered us getting into a taxi and we were talking with the taxi driver and he said this phrase, it was something to the effect of um, there's blessing and movement or like something to like, there's, there's beauty and movement. And what he was saying is like to be able to freely move around without being questioned or um, examined or like to have difficulty in moving, like that is their experience. That is their life. Like they don't have freedom of movement and that will always stick with me. Like that, what he was saying was coming through is like, we don't experience that freedom of movement. Um, and so I remember that sticking out to me and being like the lives that they lead are like constantly challenging, but like there is this beautiful hope. And I love when you're speaking about this woman with the olive (laughs) trees, like, yeah, maintaining that land, keeping it in her family. Like there's just so much beauty to like, she wouldn't move. You know, I remembered that I remembered she wouldn't leave. Like they kept trying to drive her out, but she stayed. And so, yeah, that, that definitely stood out to me for sure. Um, yeah. Rach, do you have like a memory that stands out to you? Yeah, I, um, I, when I think about our time in Israel, I often think about our walking, like the time that we were walking. And it was just such an interesting, I had a hard time even articulating to people when I got back. Um, cause you know, they'd ask about the trip and they're like, what'd you do? And you know, like I'm talking about some of these experiences and I'm like, well, we walked a lot yeah. and they're like, okay, like what, you know, and it, it was, it's probably even still like now trying to dust off the mem- some of those memories. Um, but I do think fondly back to our time walking, like, and to think the reality of Jesus's ministry and his time, what he spent doing and how much land, like literal land he covered with his time. And there was, I don't know, there was just something really precious about those moments that I still, I don't know that I could articulate, but I just, I loved that walk. I loved thinking about Jesus being with his disciples and going to these different towns. And I like, yeah, I don't know. There's just these vivid pictures in my mind of just walking. And there were times with our team that we would walk together and we'd talk with there. I I have like some pictures in my mind and, um, of just our single file line walking and just, it was just, I don't, I don't even know how to articulate it. There was just some preciousness about the silence that I, we were kind of talking about it before you, how you said, like, not bring your phone, like those kinds of moments, you don't get that a lot now. And like, we had so much time of solitude of walking and thinking and reminiscing and seeing and breathing and just all of these senses that came alive walking and, um, yeah. And just seeing those 
different locations. I vividly remember the Sea of Galilee. Like when we got to the Sea of Galilee, I'm like, I've read of these stories and it's almost as if they're not real and to some capacity. But when you're there and you're seeing the water and just, I remember the Sea of Galilee, the the beach was like shells, was were really small shells. And I just like just different things that you're experiencing and thinking about these experiences and the the miracles that Jesus performed and the the different things that it just brought stories to life. And it really, like it really impacted my faith and just how I could see and understand that Jesus really was here and he was doing these things. And like, I don't know, it just, it personified Jesus in a way that I don't think it had for me before. Um, being in those spaces. So yeah, I just, I, I think back on a lot of the time walking and the different places we'd seen, um, just really bringing scripture to life in a way that I don't think you could do anywhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember David Landis telling us, um, like, I think it was him. He had said, people talk all the time about wanting to come to Israel and walk where Jesus walked. And then they get in like tour buses and they drive around. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, and we actually got that chance to like walk where mm-hmm. Jesus walked. And, um, and then I remember we, we walked for four days and then we got in a bus and drove back to Jerusalem and it took us like 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> it was just wild. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think similarly to you, Rachel, like it was impactful for me too, because um, we, you know, we started our time in Jerusalem and you, it's kind of like Christian Disney world, right? Like everyone's just running around and there's all these like God, I mean, they're like, maybe Jesus was crucified here. We're not sure, but we're going to build yeah. this massive like cathedral and like there's gaudy stuff. In, and then you go in and you like touch the stone and it's like, well, yeah. you know, and then we went to Bethlehem, same thing. They just build this gaudy church over it. And then you go in and you're like, we think this is where he was born or you know, where he was buried, there's like two locations and we're not sure. And so it was cool to see, but like, I felt like I connected so much more with like, there was a part of the Roman road that we went to and there was an intersection. And they said, for sure, we know, like Jesus came here every day and worked with his father. And like, we know for sure that Jesus was, would have walked down this intersection and talked to people. And like, I just remember being there and it was just in this, the middle of nowhere, you know, like it wasn't like, there were buses rolling up. It was just like there. Um, or there was this, um, this one of the cities we went to, I don't remember. There was like a, oh, what do they call it when you like stamp on the grapes and make wine? What is that thing called? There's some festival every year that they would make wine. And they there was this one area where they like st- stood on the grapes. I don't know, guys. <laughs> but, but anyway. Was it in Cana? Because didn't sure. we put a... It was like the first stop, and that was all about the you know yeah. the wine, the first miracle Jesus performed. Why not? Yeah. We're stomping grapes, there. guys. Listen, this was ten years ago. Okay, we don't remember, but um, yes. And so they're like, Jesus would have come every year to this specific festival, and he would have been here. And so, and then Sea of Galilee, like we know yeah. that he was here, you know. And so it's just kind of those moments where it was like, oh, my Jesus was here, like for sure, you know. And it just felt really intimate and sweet, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so that for me, was for sure a highlight as well. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. The people there were incredible. The food was even more incredible. Okay. No, the people were more incredible. Okay. Fine. But yeah. I'm just thinking about the hummus really. I literally had hummus today on the beach and I was like, this makes me think of Israel like every time. No, I was literally on the beach, not just like my background. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time we would walk through the market, just the smells. There's certain smells that uh, still just feel like you're going through the market. And yeah, there's only two places in this world that I I talk about when I I just like when I describe it to people. I'm like, it feels like you're on a movie set. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but I'm walking around and I feel like it's not it's not real. I just feel like I'm on a movie set, but it's just amazing. Like yeah, it is real. (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. I think you cut out, but that was her joke. I want to give her all the credit. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! Oh, that's funny. Oh man, um, I think of Tom too. Oh my gosh, Tom was he? Was, so like he was our, I mean, our tour guy, I guess. I mean, but he was he had like two percent body fat, and he was just hysterical. He was so funny. I just remember, but he was also, he was just super insightful as well. Like yes. it, it wasn't just funny, but he, yeah, he was just a really intense guy, but he, he cared really deeply for our team mm. and, um, and he was just a lot of fun. I always picture, I, in my mind is like the picture of us at the Dead Sea and he's just like, we're all smiling and he is covered head to toe in mud. Cause you know, you like put the clay on and he is the only one not smiling, but he's just like standing on the side. And I'm like, that is just so him. Like he's just so dry his humor. And, but he was just so kind to our team and a lot of fun to be around. He would yeah do our debriefs in the evening every night. And I think he would try to poke buttons. Cause as the trip goes on, everyone's getting a little tired of each other. There's like a little bit of conflict and he like, <laughs> try to drive it home at night so we would just like bring all these things up to talk through them but he also just yeah he did have a lot of insight like you said and I think Mm -hmm. helped make sure that we were connecting meaning to the experiences Mm -hmm. we were having which was yeah worth worth every bit of time with him so Mm -hmm. he was great we had a very loud rambunctious group which I loved I loved everyone on the team like they I think I handpicked most of them I'm like you're coming you're coming we're all going (laughs) Um, but I remember David Landis was another one of the guys who led us and he had the quietest voice, but every time he started speaking, everyone quieted down and like turned an ear cause he was a wealth of information. Like he would just kind of calmly, quietly say something and we're all like, what? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> like it just, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hard to even describe the fire hose of information and wealth of knowledge from that area. Like the thing I love about Israel, I could for sure go back and live there for a year and not even scratch the surface. It's dynamic. It's complex politically, spiritually. Like it is just all over the map, but like one of the most fascinating places I've ever been for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I kind of wanted to go back and say this before I forgot about our team. I didn't remember you guys, like, I didn't remember a lot of conflict at all. But all I remember is the last night we were there, there was some big blow up over pizzas. Do you guys remember what this was? Yeah, I remember it very clearly. I don't remember. Can you remind me? Rachel, I'm like, well, I'm high harmony. So when there's conflict, I remember. And if it involves somebody being picky over food, I definitely remember because I love all food. Yeah, well, okay, Nazareth has the best pizza. And it's like a dollar. And you get this awesome warm pita folded over with like cheese and there were olives on it and um, the sauce. And so we were like, oh my gosh, for our last lunch, we have such a tiny budget. We're like, well, the pizzas are awesome. We're going to do pizzas. Well, three people on the team didn't like red sauce. <laughs> and they're like, we're not doing pizza. Like, no, no, no. So then now this part, I don't remember. I don't remember who decided to buy them something else. Maybe I was involved, but they ended up pretty much just having pita jam, maybe a can of corn or some tuna. <laughs> and they were like, not okay with it. Oh my gosh. And 
I, I mean, this doesn't help, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, my lunch is pita sauce and cheese. Your lunch is pita and two ingredients as well. So like, <laughs> it's the same thing. And so happy and thought we were starving. I don't know. It was like, you're not going to get a nourishment. How are they going to survive? Night? Yeah. You know, so oh yeah, but I just wish they had tried it. Oh, it's screaming back to me now because we sat in a room and everyone was mad. And I was like, what just happened? We had this great trip, no problems. And now it just all combusted over pizza. And Tom probably stepped in at some point and mediated us through it. I don't remember. I was fine. I think I was the red sauce person. But anyway. Red sauce? Oh, yeah. Team red sauce. Team red sauce. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why I don't remember the conflict because I like red sauce. So I don't know. I I, like remember it happening, but I probably was just sitting there eating my pizza and just watching. I guess. (laughs) I guess that like in America, there's a big difference between pizza and a jam sandwich. But like in Israel, there's very similar. (laughs) But when you put it on the same bread, I think that was like the the ticker for you because you're like the same base like where we're starting same foundation build it how you like your choice build your own pita oh i love it guys we have to wrap up because you know we we're not fancy people like paying for premium zoom no we're not we have eight (laughs) minutes and ticking and plus you know we've already had a great chat but what i i just kind of had this revelation which is we've all done the world race. We're all world traveler. We love the travel. This is a travel podcast. Could you each take a minute to a minute and a half and just share like, why do you feel like travel is impactful, important? Like what place does it have? I just hit you with this question. So they're all looking at me like, oh, we didn't talk about this. But whenever you're ready, no pressure, but the travel podcast. (laughs) Um, I would say I think it's always insightful to see things from a different perspective and to learn from people and culture um, just to do things different I think it's really easy if you only see things done one way or only experience life and culture one way for you to just assume that that's the right way Mm -hmm. and it's not until you see the other ways that life can be beautiful, how people live it, what people are doing. And I don't know, there's just a lot that you can kind of learn from those experiences. I also think that I just love beauty, like being able to physically look at something that man hasn't touched and is just beautiful and perfect on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I love being able, when you mentioned kind of the intersections, Stacy, where Jesus walked that area, you're right, there was not much around it. There weren't homes, there weren't buildings. We had to walk to get to it. It was forested and green. And I just think, um, yeah, there's like a beauty in that that I think opens you up to, um, I don't know, be be part of the world in a more wholesome way. Um, And then there's just a lot to learn from people that aren't like you. Yeah, love it. So good. Right. Yeah, I think um, something, the word that flashed through my mind was growth. Like there is a growth that you... I don't know if I should say you can't achieve by not traveling. Like there, the way that you grow when you travel and you see this world, I just think it's, you cannot replicate that. Mm. Like my mind, I can't go back to knowing a life before 
you know, seeing the world and the ways that we've seen it. And I think it's just so, so amazing seeing and meeting people that the Lord created in a totally different setting and a totally different experience. And you're like, how, like, it's just, it, it, I think it expands my mind to understanding the vastness of God a little bit more, like that he created this entire earth with people, like you're saying, Sarah, with different cultures, different experiences, so different from mine. And I just remember when I was on the race, when I was on the world race, I was a team leader meeting with our host and the Lord showed, it was just like, I am thousands of miles away from where I feel is my home. And he is here. We're sitting on this porch and we know the same exact God. Like we serve the same King. And I'm like, how, like, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. And I'm like, you can't experience that sitting on the front porch of your own home where you grew up. And you might experience it in a different way at your home, you know, by not traveling, but there's just a growth and a beauty that you just, you can't replicate it. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. I love that. You guys, oh, thank you. This was so fun. So fun to see you guys. So fun to reminisce. And I love the things that you brought up because there are things you said that I forgot about. And that's why I love having conversations like this because I'm like, oh yeah, like that thing or that place. Wow. I remember that. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me on this little podcast journey. Um, anything left to say? Last comments. Hmm. I don't think so, but I have this picture that I found. I don't know if you can see oh, it. Do you remember? When we were, yeah. we're in the dome yeah. hut. I think that was the goat farm. The goat farm. We're the, and yeah. see, I'm glad that you made it through that. Am I in the bottom of that? It's like a it's like yes, a dog pile. We're all stacked up. There's all, a bunch of girls, and There's we're like, all like stacked up on top of each other. And I think I'm on the bottom, losing my air. I'm really glad you made it through that, Stacey. Yeah, I feel alive. I feel healthy. Yeah, I made it through. I'm. All, you know what? I will always be the volunteer to carry the weight of all of you ladies. On the dog pile. Don't yeah. really know how else to say that. Well, thank you guys, and hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.